0: Before we get into today's show, I want to talk about PTSD in itself. Yes. It is not a joke. And as I said, we take it very seriously. We are not making light of the situation. It just happens to be our initials, PT, primetime, and Sunny D S D. So if you are, are suffering from PTSD, please do not uh, hesitate to find help. There's plenty of platforms out there so you could find help for PTSD.
1: Definitely. And one of them, what you can do is uh, we have a number here at 877-726-4727. This is the hotline that is available between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time to provide any type of mental health information, any type of treatment, referral. You can definitely give them a call. Again, that's 877-726-4727. Again, if you are suffering from any type of PTSD, we do take it seriously over there. So if you like, give them a call. They will assist you with anything, any type of treatment that you need as well. Hey, for all you people out there, this is Big Vita LaGrasso from Staten Island, New York.
0: This is Timothy Theory, and you're listening to Wrestling with PTSD.
2: Boom. PTSD wrestler. You better catch
0: it. Don't touch the dial, or I'm gonna have to break your face. I gotta run. Boom. See
2: you. <laughs>
1: Boy, prime time, and, and I'm Sunny D. Welcome to a new episode of Wrestling with PTSD. We are finally, and I mean, finally back with a new episode of Wrestling with PTSD. Sunny D, let him know.
0: Holy crap, man! Uh, for the past month, we've been trying to get this episode out. The LOD legion of doom road warriors whatever you want to call them the legendary tag team has been our achilles heel they've been our oh, kryptonite
1: oh <laughs> man i don't even know how many times we tried to record this i think we maybe tried like three or four times at this point in time and we just had technical issues and then what? we went on vacation one of us is moving it's been a crazy month for us so again, we apologize. Especially waiting for this long to get a new episode out to you guys. We had people emailing us, text messages, even phone calls, asking us when's the new episode coming up. And we're
0: finally back with the great content. Finally. And um, before we get into this, uh, we're going through a, a crazy time in America. Uh, maybe it's uh, hopefully. Used to listen to this, and we get our mind off of the off of the craziness that's going on, and we can heal together as a nation. You know,
1: yeah, well, uh, uh, a whole lot of a, a lot of things are going on. You know, especially with the whole Black Lives Movement. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, the whole George Ford thing going on. It's it's been a a very difficult time. And hopefully, we can get a light in there and shine up your day, especially with all the negativity going around. Uh, Sonny, I know you want to say a couple of words, but go ahead, man. Well,
0: yeah, I'm just saying uh, with wrestling. That's the beautiful about wrestling, uh, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it all brings us together. So let us come together for this special episode of Wrestling with PTSD as we talk about the iconic tag team, Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. Boom. Road Warrior Hawk, real name Michael Hegstrand, was born January 26, 1957 in St. Paul's, Minnesota, and Road Warrior Animal, real name Joe Laurinaitis, was born September 12th, 1960, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Both of them grew up in Minnesota. All grew up in Minneapolis and attended Patrick Henry High School, while Animal grew up in New Brighton, Minnesota, and went to the high school at Irondale. How iconic is that music?
1: Dude, that is one of the most iconic thing, uh, you know, theme songs, especially coming from wrestling. Uh, spe- even to this day, uh, you, you you hear that music, you know who it is. It's the Lego no, it Doom, is. the Road Warriors, you know what I'm saying? But it's it's like one of those songs, just like HBK, you know, he has oh oh, then you have the Undertaker when it tombs, but as soon as that oh water rush hit, man, the crowd went crazy and you know who it was because that was just an iconic sound that just came from back in the day especially and even when you hear it now that you hear especially i think if animal would come back he would get the same pop especially with just the music alone man
0: absolutely you get that touch of nostalgia you know yes and
1: those are one of those iconic songs that um man what was his name uh who produced these songs back in the day Jim johnston jim johnson produced one of these this song right here and again a legend is right, man this is one of those yeah. that You just remember at all times. It was just that that great.
0: Absolutely. Um, Like for me, it reminds me of like the Ultimate Warriors music. It was the first couple, like the first uh, note is played on that. Everybody knows Warriors, the first note is played, everybody gets hyped up. Like I I always saw them, you know, maybe it was the face paint, maybe it was the physique. I always saw them in the same light, the Warrior, just because same time, you know, I don't know. It
1: was a weird time in the 90s. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, especially when you had those gigantic guys, just a whole lot of mass, you know, just being a, yeah. a, an all muscle type guys. And with this tag team, they were no different. They were huge guys who beat the hell out of people, uh, not only in the ring, in real life as well. Uh, but uh, like you mentioned, just not even just the music, their iconic look, their face paint, their haircuts. It's just something that you would always remember, especially when they started introducing the the football plates and everything like that. That's when, you know, right. you got the the real LOD, you know what I grew up on, you know, because they changed different colors at some point in time. But once you got the red and black, and you got those shoulder shoulder pads on there, that's what I remember of the Legion of Doom.
0: Yes, sir. We're we're gonna get to that, but let's take it back to a simpler time. Yes, let's take sure. it back to after they graduated from high school. Okay. Yeah. So after really they gra- <laughs> <laughs> all right. So after they graduated high school, they both worked various jobs until they both met up in this Twin Cities bar known as the. As it was known as Grandma B's, it was like a a rock club where there were the bouncers. Now, uh, along with John Nord, who was the former Berserker, Hus, Hus, <laughs> you had Rick Rude, uh, Barry Darso, uh, who would go on to become Demolition Smash, uh, the Repo Man, whoever. They were all bouncers, along with Hawk, Hawk and Animal. Now,
1: <laughs> can, can you, you imagine watch- that right there? I'm just saying, uh, can you imagine walking into this club, like, how many fights would pop off in this place, and you would have these gigantic dudes who would be megastars in wrestling in the future, like, about to whip yeah. your ass, about to throw you out the store. <laughs> I mean, out the bar. Uh, I yeah. I can definitely maybe seeing you know, someone getting drunk and getting a tussle, and you got uh, Animal Hawk coming around, and even Rick Rude, you know, probably getting a little stiff shot in there before they used yeah. to throw him out, because even on, uh, we were uh, was watching the the Vice episode, they were talking about how this bar was, uh, like, a major influence on them because this is where they all met, and this is where Hulk Hogan used to go in the future as well just to play guitar and stuff. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were discussing how outside in the front, once people used to get drunk, they used to put, like, money down bets of how far they can throw the person into the street because they used to have, like, a line. They'd be like, oh, if you can pass that, uh, We would they would start throwing more money at but like, yeah, this is what we're going to bet, like, see who can do it the farthest. That was pretty funny when I when I saw that. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, those are uh, beyond the. Was it Beyond Wrestling or was it the Dark Side of the Ring?
1: Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, Dark Side. Of the yeah,
0: Ring. yeah. The, the Dark Side of the Ring. Those are great uh, documentaries. Uh, I haven't caught up on all of them, but I recommend you you watch it on Vice or uh, I know some of them are streaming on YouTube. Give them yes. a look.
1: Yeah, definitely something to look at, uh, especially the World War ones. Uh, Chris Benoit. There's a couple other ones on there, but we're just gonna move on to the Road Warriors. Uh, but that's something yes. that you can watch, get informed on it. Uh, just learn c- certain things that you wouldn't have known without watching it because there are some key things in there uh, about stories that they, they told in there that you can actually get more information on the reward. All right.
0: So uh, at the time, the bartender was Eddie Sharkey and he used to wrestle for Vern Ganya's AWA and when he saw this crew of bouncers, he must have saw money because they were all became stars in their own right and he wanted to train them all to be professional wrestlers. Now, if you think about it, you had Hawk Animal, um, Demolition Smash, and Rick Rude. Those are all Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame caliber wrestlers right there. Mm-hmm. Um, John Nord, not as famous, but he did a lot in Japan. So, you know, he's famous in his own right. Um, now, in November of 1982, of after they were wrestling, you know, training with Eddie Sharkey and his boxing arena. Like it was I mean it was a boxing ring. They rest they traded in a boxing ring. You're like
1: that that must have been horrible. You know how yeah. small those are compared to a regular wrestling ring? It's just... And
0: they said that uh two sets of the ropes were in a corner so when, when they hit the rope they'll bang
1: into the wall. Yeah. So uh even to this day Animal even says that he still has a lot of injuries from that play especially the back of his elbow because he they to run into those walls at full speed which is nuts especially for a dude that size you would think he'd probably go through the wall. Yeah, so um, in November of
0: 1982, Laurynitis, who was will later become Animal, was the first one to make his debut, and he was the road wa- the road warrior. Now it's not what we're thinking about uh, Mad Max Road Warrior. It's not what we're thinking about what the road warriors and their iconic look. He he was a, a biker. Uh,
1: I would say a biker. He looked like one no. of the village people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. Not only a biker, but he was. A leathery biker, and he looked like one of the village people's, uh, as you said. But I would take it even further. He looked like one of the village people's uh, bouncers or something because he was too big uh, to be one of them.
1: probably one of their dominatrix type. You know,
0: yeah, okay. the leather, the leather <laughs> hat, the, the leather gloves. It was, it was. He, you, know, you know what? Maybe it worked in the in 1982. I don't know. I was 1 years old. You know, the 80s was a, a crazy time. You know, so it could have worked back then. But looking at it
1: now with today's eyes, it was pretty. F- Freaking weird. Yeah, it definitely was because well, all all pretty much brought it all together. It was like the the cherry on top of a Sunday is uh, his little um, handlebar mustache, just completely, completely (laughs) just put the outfit together. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it worked for him uh, because it got him noticed. I was his character for a little bit.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, it it only it only lasted a couple matches, and then um he went to uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. And in early 93 so uh, he was supposed to be in a a tag team match with um, Matt Bourne and, uh, uh, excuse me he's going to be in a tag team match against Matt Bourne and Arn Anderson and uh, Matt Bourne will go on to become the original Doink but um, uh, the Road Warriors partner for whatever reason didn't show up so, as a last minute replacement, and on accident, they brought in Mike Hegstrand. So, yeah, these two guys, Mike Hegstrand and Joel Arnott, is coming together
1: by accident. And they became one of the most legendary teams ever. Dominant. Like everywhere they went, they were just dominant and by mistake. Like, how many teams but- can you actually say that came together by mistake and made it this far?
0: Uh, not this far, but I got to tell you about the Eliminators. They were only put together to, to wrestle the Steiner Brothers in ECW and ECW, and and that was, like, one of the greatest teams ever, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> well, there there you go. There's another one that you can mention. I mean, I honestly can't remember offhand how many teams that I just – they just randomly put together, even now in wrestling. Uh, putting two randos together, you really don't get the best outcome. You have to not have some type of chemistry, uh, especially in tag team wrestling because you have to – Tag with that person. You're most likely going to have to work with this person more than anyone. You're probably going to see this person more than your family, honestly. Uh, you work yeah. with them every day. You have to learn the ins and outs with the ring. Especially with tag team wrestling, if you're going to do some type of double team moves, you have to trust that person that you're in the ring with at all times.
0: Yeah, I heard they put the Usos together by accident. They didn't know each other before then, so, you know, that worked out pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, can, I can see how that went. You know, you put the two of them together, you know, just unbelievable team right there. <laughs> like, hey, hey, I'm Jimmy. Hey, I'm Jay. That's how it worked. Boom. <laughs> exactly, right? And then that's how we got one of the other greatest tag teams in wrestling right now.
0: Absolutely. So, um, now, these two guys, they were together, but they were missing something. They were missing a missing piece that wasn't going to complete them. So, enter paul ellering and he was put in to to be the the mouthpiece of the road warriors but not only that he brought in a a new look for them this is when the original uh uh the original the the how, how do i say it the the nucleus of the road warriors was here um they were wearing a studded uh dog collars and they had like face paint it wasn't wasn't the iconic face paint that we known, and um, they also had uh, but they did shave their heads into mohawks, right? Which was now, the crazy, awesome. Which was the crazy thing about the mohawks. because let them know how what was it about the mohawks that was so special.
1: Well, something about these mohawks was not only did they cut them because of the, the mohawks was just like something ridiculous back in the day, but what they did was they cut it in the same direction of the opposite, if that makes sense. So what yeah. they would do is say like. He would make, like, a line going this way, this one. The other line would actually match yeah. the hawk in him. So,
0: it was cool. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, hawk had the double mohawks going on the sides. And animal had the triple mohawk, one going down the middle of his head and the other one down the sides of his head. So, it looked like they could plug into each other. So, that, I always found that pretty impressive.
1: That now, was, uh, and, and what got me was, especially with these haircuts, they went so well with just the the, the paint they put on, too which yeah uh it was inspired by mad max correct
0: yes you are yeah mad Rex, uh the road warrior that's the name of the movie was called mad max the road warrior um it was another i <laughs> know <80s>, uh, <laughs> uh, the post, yeah post a pop the po- post apocalyptic movie so uh it's easy for you to say right
1: yeah, um <laughs>
0: <too>. <laughs> so that's what they were based off of and um you know like people saw that they were different than than uh Every wrestler who looked the same. You know what? I'm I, I was watching I was recently watching the Starcade where we're gonna get into it a little bit later, uh where Arnie Anderson and Tully Blanchard wrestle the, the Road Warriors, and I was telling my wife, these guys look like like my drunk uncles, like the the Arnie Anderson and Tully Blanchard. They look so and that's how wrestlers looked at the time. They look so basic. They would just look like regular yeah,
1: people. They they, they didn't look, look like up. your next door neighbor.
0: <laughs> there was no, no physique to them really. They were just like, art Anderson he, he's been balding forever nothing against the legendary art Anderson because he's an icon in wow. his own right
2: but love, he's, love been balding.
0: he's been balding forever and then he would wear those thick Jeffrey Dahmer glasses it was just
1: and that was <laughs> that was normal <laughs> but but you know what was awesome uh, just it, it's art Anderson like we know to love him as being a legend he was so good in the ring outside his neck absolutely like you correct uh you are correct he did just look like a regular dive uh he even had like a little bit of a belly. But he was yeah. so athletic, and he made it look good. And even look at Tully, Tully Blanchard, his his, his partner in the future, looked like a regular human being. Uh, With but the sizzle he, chest. Yes, right. With all the, the 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 meat on the top of his chest. For the hair. <laughs> and what 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 got me? I mean, can we actually say that? The Legion of Doom art looked normal, even if they didn't have their haircut? because these are two yeah. huge ass individuals <laughs> who who could probably body press like me, like three of me at the same time. Honestly, yeah,
0: uh, and and that's that's the thing about them. While everybody's looking like the the uh, art, I, I keep want to call them the Brainbusters. Uh, uh <laughs> everybody's looking like like the Horsemen, and you know, because they all have basic physiques. You know, um, their character was when they were dressed up. But when they're in the ring, they all look normal and basic. Now, here come these other guys. Who, you weren't seeing anybody like them before. Like, even, for instance, you had Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson just to throw out there. Bruno San Martino, guys who were big. Don Morocco. they they had huge yeah. physiques, but they didn't have that pizzazz about them. Here come well, the road is- warriors who are huge,
1: but they crazy haircuts. Their entrance is sick, you know? Um they just they just had the look, you know, just because they did something different. It wasn't the same thing that everyone was used to. So that's what got everyone's eyes. Because when the hell did you see these guys, just muscular guys, just with a haircut and this, this weird face paint on their face and just going around beating the hell out of each other? I find that very interesting. Uh, even right now, if they would bring someone in who can do something like that and be very athletic because – I I I don't want to say they were very athletic, but they were. At, they were at the time because totally. they were muscle bound guys. They could they can run the ropes. They can jump off the top rope. They can drop give you kick. Five star. Yeah, drop kick. Oh, shit, Hawk had a hell of a drop kick, man.
0: Absolutely. So That's now, um, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. So when they're in Georgia Championship Wrestling, uh, Paul out ring, like he, he 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 finalized the look of the Road Warriors. But they were a heel team. That's pretty funny. They all started as a heel team, where he um made a, a heel stable. Now um in this heel stable, it was the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, the Spoiler, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Now the and they were call, they called they call themselves the Legion of Doom. Now we we today we hear of uh, the Legion of Doom. Today we think of the Road Warriors. Now in the early '80s there was a cartoon uh, called Super Friends, you know, Superman, Batman, the Justice League. Now, the, the the enemies of the Justice League was the Legion of Doom. Now, if you watch the cartoon, it would say, Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, that's where they got the name from. And I believe it was Hawk <laughs> who came up with that name.
1: Yes, it, it definitely was Hawk. And what was funny was uh, this was a grown man who used to watch these cartoons.
2: <laughs> Can yeah. you
1: imagine... Uh, a and animal just sitting in the living room, just eating a bowl of cereal in their boxers, just watching hugging the uh, Legion of Doom. It's funny
0: because you just you just described by Sunday morning. Uh, I I watched. The, <laughs> I, I have the DC. I have. Been, I watched the Super Friends still. So yeah, I could imagine that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, see, it, it's just it's just one of those things that you know they said that it was an accident put together, and then you get these two guys, and you just add Elvin to it, and you get this type of magic. Especially, can you can you be a, just being in the room with all these guys? Hey, what's your name? Uh, the Legion of Doom. Oh, where'd you get? Oh, you know, Saturday Morning Cartoons, You know, yeah. <laughs> you uh, we, something. To... You know,
0: they, they 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 admitted it now, but back then, like, oh, would you come up with that? Uh, I, I made it up. Uh, yeah. I, Uh, it was uh, I, w- I made it I, I made it up.
1: <laughs> so. Um, and look at after everything we find out, is actually from the Legion of Doom, the cartoon show. Like, who would have knew? You know. Yeah. Very clever, man. So, um, the, the Road Warriors they had
0: a high impact style, their unique look, their attire. It got noticed by fans, and they were soon being cheered because it was something so different that the fans started to love them, and they they couldn't boo them. So, uh, you know, they would uh, they would I mean, come in. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I was gonna say, can can you? think i mean can you really boo the rewards even for that time i mean they just look so cool like i would cheer them too even if they're bad guys even to this day like uh back in the day i was all about the good guy because i was a kid uh that was that's how it was and then when i got older you know you i I started man some of these cool guys are actually the bad guys you know yeah. and even now even to this day right now i i I love a good deal uh you know someone who can just work the mic and just be a bad guy (laughs) pretty much you know And, and then they they just you get the the reaction from the crowd where you get the booing and stuff like that and if you can rock that mic that that's that's a definite plus uh but something that I I really always wondered what what was the reasoning for putting uh Elring with them were they were they they were just I know they were a green team but
0: man oh, the they could mouthpiece. rock the mic yeah, yeah but this but before they could rock the mic they needed that mouthpiece hmm. you know and El- Elring was just a genius you know he was a he genius was. I, I heard that he used to be in the locker room and while well, uh, the wrestlers were listening to music, you know, looking at titty mags, Paul Ellery mm-hmm. was reading the wall street journal, you know? So like. Very
1: smart, man. And not only was he their manager, just on on screen, he, he was actually a really good friend with them. And even, even in the future, he started even doing some of their road work. Like uh, he would get the cars for them, the luggage and just, he was something that they would depend on was him. It was yeah. crazy. They said he without them, he was lost. Yeah, he was lost. the he
0: was the true manager in the sense like uh Bobby Heenan used to do that. Uh Mr. Fuji, those were real managers. Jim Cornette would do that. A lot of managers today are first off, the the, the art of the manager is just a dying art. It, it's yeah. I, I really wish we got managers, but now it's just women and um nothing against women, but to see that little pipsqueak manager in there that you just want to see. Get his comeuppance and he doesn't get it, you know, like uh, something about the old school manager, you know. Uh, uh,
1: that's, a, that's why I used to love Bobby the bring because you just wanted to see him get his ass kicked at the time, especially uh, when he was on the microphone or
0: uh, just uh,
1: inside. <laughs>
0: uh, underrated manager, Paul, uh, was his name Harvey Whippleman. Harvey Whippleman, yeah, Harvey
1: Wupperman. Oh my god, very I'm, underrated,
0: oh, yeah, right. or or uh, for the uh, our generation, Bill Alfonso, daddy.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh, I remember late night. Like I used to. It used to be hard for me to watch ECW. Those are the times that ECW used to come on really, really late. Yeah. Like 12. 12 no, nope. one o'clock at one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. Yes, one o'clock. It was a crazy time. And I remember I used to sit there and wait because once I actually found out that it was on uh, what was it TNN at the time or something like some crazy actually, right Spike TV?
2: Yeah, yeah, something CNN. like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that in the mixture. Uh, when I finally found out the channel, I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna tune in. And then I had to wait for my parents to go to sleep. And I would sneak my little ass downstairs to the legal cable box. Boop, 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 find it on there. And I would just sit there and watch this. And every single time, like, I used to be a huge RVD fan. Every time he used to come out with uh, RVD, he used to come out with Sabu. I used to be like, oh, my fucking God. And Taz, Not this guy. Again. And, Taz, and Taz. Yeah. yeah. Taz, God, even Taz. And I used to be like, oh, my fucking God. Not this guy. He used to be out there with his whistle. Just. Get this fucking guy. But he was so good. Like, I just, I respect him so much right now because he was such a great heel manager. Oh, my God. I respect that. Now, like, I can be like, yeah, he's the man. But back in the answer, like, get this fucking guy off TV.
0: Uh, I'm going to tell you a story quick and then we're going to move back on to this. Um In, like, early 95 was when I got into ECW. And it will come on in New York at 2 o'clock in the morning, right? So my buddy Chris, he's uh probably listening. Shout out Chris. Uh, he would, uh, Sneak like he would wait till his parents go to bed, and he would army low crawl to his living room, put in a VHS, record it, and sneak back to his room. Uh, and and he would watch it, and then he'll pass the tape on, and that's how like we all watched CCW when we couldn't stay up at night. You know, it was pretty.
2: You know, that it, is clutch, clutch, <laughs> such a smart
1: idea. Yeah. Hey, not only did you tell us how he got it, I love how you told us how he used the army bull. All yeah. the way down, just yeah, that's it. <laughs> great
0: because his mom and dad were playing that, but we all love we were all wrestling
1: fans, you know. Like, uh, it, it was crazy, it was crazy because that time slot yeah. one o'clock in the morning. Oh, and no, not for nothing. ECW used to have a very, don't get me wrong, it's a very extreme product. I mean, it says it in the name, but they had a lot of good wrestling. Yeah. If you would just sit there and watch it, you would at least get <laughs> one to two, two, maybe two times, maybe one technical match that was great.
0: Yep. But not straight off the subject, moving back on to the Road Warriors. In Georgia, after they we started becoming baby faces and they were getting noticed, um, they were went on, a, went on a run of just squashing teams, like quick matches. It got so bad to the point where um, there would be wrestlers who come in and they'll go look at the board to see who they're wrestling. And if they saw their name was against the Road Warriors, a lot of times they will grab their bags and leave.
1: And that tells you a lot because not only did we tell you these guys were huge and very physical. These guys used to beat the shit out of you. When I say these guys used to um, apologize to the, the talent that they were about to wrestle before. Uh, it was crazy. They used to do it to everyone. They were like, Yo, I, we apologize right now because we're going to kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just just to see your name on the board, uh, imagine me and you were a tag team, D, and, uh, we no, we, are and we, are. We, are. Yes, we are a tag
0: team. We are. We are. The most fucking tag team there is that yeah. never made it, and you'll never see us because we're retired, okay? We retired. Yes. Okay? We were undefeated. 47 tag team championships. Like, I, the, the accolades are, uh, incredible. I used to do this, uh, triple, quadruple moonsault into a front 450 splash, but you know what? I think it's time. I, I gave it up. I gave it up, you know? So, um... you
2: you know
1: sometimes uh i just have a lethal super kick my kids feel it once in a while you know they act up super kicks you know what i'm saying (laughs) but unfortunately we had to retire that's why we're telling you about all these great wrestlers who were were great uh we can go on hours and hours just talking about ourselves because prime time all the time baby yeah we were
0: certified lethal weapons like if we walk down the street with our hands down our pocket um, we will get arrested for uh, carrying a Castillo weapon. True story. I swear. True story. Don't even Google it.
1: Just take my word for it. It's a true story. I, exactly. no, no, You you know all those stories that they used to say about Chuck Norris? They're about us. Us. Right? Just, just
0: know us. That. us. Okay. okay. Me Chuck. And yes. Okay. He's Chuck. I'm Norris. Don't Google that either. Exactly. Just take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, now the Road Warriors, they rose to fame quickly and, uh, People had a problem with that because they didn't quote unquote pay their dues. They were still green, but yet they'll win in all these uh, matches. You know, they they weren't coming in, losing like as so much of the wrestlers that we spoke about already. They'll come in, losing, becoming a enhancement before they blew up. These guys blew up right out the gate and, and uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. They were the NWA tag team champions four different times before they left
1: which is crazy, because a lot of teams don't get to carry back, and they didn't really carry a lot of, they have, like, long title reigns, but not multiple. Right. And then, look at this, you have this green team, if you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Especially at the time, winning all these titles was just like, what the hell, you know, something brand new, something that you hadn't really seen, because again, you had to pay your dues, you know, you had to carry someone's book bag, you had to put up the ring you have to do something even to this day uh, a lot of them pay their dues that's why a lot of them have to go to NXT they learn all the ropes and uh, there's something you had to do but I can only imagine seeing these brand new tag teams that just came together randomly just come into your business getting handed these title shots just because how they look, I mean, I would try to get my weight up because I'm a little small dude, but oh, yeah. no, um, no, no, you're, a
0: cruiserweight. you're a cruiserweight. I'm
1: a cruiserweight. Cruiser, I don't even know. I might be like a cruiser featherweight. I don't even know. No, I'm doing some sorry, over this. A cruiserweight.
0: Couple weeks. <laughs> uh, me and myself, I can't lucha anymore. Too many uh, bacon kings at Burger King. I can't lucha anymore. So, you know?
1: This, this, this man had a crazy, you know, 450 splash. You 450. Know, you just gotta keep it. Yeah. It was like you have to, 450
0: times 12. Like, you had to see this shit. Um, but but I, no footage, no footage anyway. Anyway, moving on, right? Moving on, let's go back to the road warriors. It's not about I'm us, talking about it. it's not about the sun, Sunny D and Primetime. It's about uh, we were actually the Undisputed Era before the Undisputed Era. You know, they uh, the guy called us, um, Adam Page is he like, Hey, big fans, can we use your name? And I was like, eh, What do you think, Sunny? Uh, what do you think, Primetime? And, and what, what was your response to him? Boom. Boom! See, <laughs>
1: um, boom! Just make it happen. See, they—they yeah. they were lucky. They—they they asked. We said, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah. And now here we are on a podcast.
0: Not only are we good podcasters, we are horrible liars. So <laughs>
1: yes, we are. We definitely, I can't lie for shit. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So, um, in 1984, the Road Warriors they went to um, AWA along with Paul Lettering. and on August 25th, the Road Warriors defeated the Crusher. And Barry Von Rashke to become the AWA um, World Tag Team Champions, so that's that's big. Man, that was big for them to just come in and take the titles.
1: Yeah, especially off of the Crusher and Barry Von Raschke because they were actually a big tag team back in the day. They have, they have a long title run for yeah. a while. I'm not. They
0: did. Um, and I, and uh, I I remember in one of the interviews Animal said that when they in that match, uh, Animal and Hawk just went in there and pressed them in the air. And the guys were saying, what are you doing? And Hawk said, whatever we want. And then he just. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then threw his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. These weren't small guys. No, at all. These they were, were legends. Big guys. They like, were legends. Yeah, they they were legends. I mean, you had Animal and Hawk. Yes, they were big size. But I would say these guys, the Von Crusher and um, uh, what was his name? Not, uh, not the crush. Crusher and
0: R- 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 Baron Von Raschke.
1: Yes, they, they weren't small guys, but to see, that was something impressive because there's a lot of footage that like you watch on the WWE Network. He just picks them up and just drops them, which is, wow. It was just for that time. I can only imagine seeing, you know, Animal uh, just manhandle someone of their sizes and just completely throw them. Uh, just seeing it now was great, but back in the day, that that crowd was hot. And I can see why they, they had such a legendary because they had it. It having the look. It having just... The muscular size and be able to do something like that is incredible, honestly.
0: Absolutely. Now, like before, they were brought into AWA as a big, nasty heel team. But again, like in Georgia Championship Wrestling, their looking style went over the fans very quickly.
1: So, and which is which is crazy because that's another association that they're going to another wrestling promotion and they're just winning titles left and right. Uh, they get there, they beat. Everyone's asked they get to the, the, their tag team division, they win another title. And yep. this is for everywhere they went. And again, everywhere, this is still at the beginning of their career. How many, how, how long have they been together now? As a tag, team? uh, two years, two years, and what they already had, what four, like four titles already, or four, uh, yeah, four well, title with one company, then went to a different company, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. So they have five title reigns all together two different uh promotions within now two years years now um the last appearance in awa was on april 20th 1986 that's four years into their career at wrestle rock where they defeated the freebirds jimmy garvin and michael hayes Uh,
1: another another great uh team right there uh not even a what, what would we call the the freebirds they were uh a, group, a stable, a stable, they they was were again, were yeah. I just there goes that's the word I was looking for, stable. Uh, another Actually, legendary team. They're,
0: and, they're absolutely,
1: uh, not only I mean, they don't don't get me wrong, these, these were two teams, and when they got together, these are another two pair of teams that would beat the hell out of each other. Because again, we were supposed to have you know the the heel versus face dynamic there, but everything switched there, you know what I'm saying? Because everyone yes. was cheering the Legion of Doom, uh, the Road yep. Warriors, they were just cheering them. And everybody, honestly, uh, everyone loved the Freebirds at the time, but everyone wanted to see them get their asses whooped uh, because Michael Hayes. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Everybody just wanted to beat their asses because they, this is a point in time where they had the titles for a long time. Uh, and yep. they were going unstoppable. They were beating everyone. And they were doing heel tactics as well. Uh, but once the, the Legion of Doom came in, the whole dynamic changed. It was It was great for wrestling at the time because you have the Legion of Doom and the Freebirds. And once they came together... Uh, the pop there was crazy, especially when they won the title.
0: Right. So, um, after this, they went to uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling for you know a quick cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and they were instantly became icons over there with the uh, Japanese media, and they were like on in front of newspapers. That's how big they were because their look was different. They went to the Jim C- Crockett Promotions, which would become WCW later on. Now, April nineteenth, nineteen eighty six. The Road Warriors won the inaugural Crockett Cup Tag Team Tournament. They defeated fan favorites Magnum T.A. and Ronnie Garvin in the finals. Which so um, uh, another another big team.
1: And uh, back in the day, I mean, uh, they just recently brought back the Crockett Cup. But back in the day, once you won this this Crockett Cup, you were just like the man, uh, not even yeah. the man, like the team. You know what I'm saying? The
2: because,
1: men. Yeah, the men. There you go. Because. This was something that was huge back in the day, and once you won it, this would mean that you were just destined to be something great. Uh, even to this now, uh, even now they're trying to bring you back the Conquer Cup. They have a lot of people from Ring of Honor there because Marty Scurll brought over. Uh, but uh, this back in the day, there was a lot of teams who were actually in these tournaments. Uh, from the beginning, and a lot of legendary teams actually won it. Uh, but just to see a, a, another, I mean, just to see the Legion of Doom win it—that was another thing on their a notch on their belt. Uh, especially as yep. being a young tag team, and to win this, this was just an honor. I, I, I suppose for them, I don't know what it would be for them, but uh, for me, it would be an honor. But
0: yeah, uh. <laughs> so um, the, uh, the Road Warriors were so such a great team that I think even to this day, it's still unheard of. They main evented two pay per views. Yeah, the first, it being the, a tag team. yeah. It was, the first pay-per-view they main-evented was the Great American Bash in 1986 when they went against, um, as we were speaking about earlier, Tully Blanchard and Arnie Anderson, two halves of the Four Horsemen for the World tag, the, the NWA World Tag Team Champions. Now, um, this is the main event, and it ended in a – what was it, a, a DQ?
1: A DQ finish after the Legion do one because um... – <sighs> I I told you this. Uh, I believe you saw this match before I did. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, they won the title. And then, like, five seconds later, the referee reversed the decision, which you really don't see very often, especially with the the title on the line. You really don't see titles being reversed. But when this happened – It was the crock
0: rules. The damn Crocker rules.
1: I've never heard of this. But what happened was I think it was Animal or Hawk. I believe believe it was Hawk threw over – Sully Blanchard over the top rope. Yes, and he bumped into the ref back in the day. There was some strange rule that you cannot throw your opponent over the top rope, which I never heard.
0: You can't throw your opponent over the top rope or you can't jump off the top rope.
1: I've never heard of I've never heard of that rule in my life. And then when I was watching this, the whole match don't get me wrong, this match was great. From start to finish, it was hard hitting. Tag team at its best. Just I was shocked. I was like, oh, you know, they won because it uh they they hit he hit Tully with uh the what was it? The, uh, doomsday device. The doomsday device. Man, I, I'm just all messing up here with moves today. Hit him with the doomsday <laughs> device, and then he threw uh Tully Branch out the ring and it was over. Oh, he, and I was yeah, like, Oh
2: yeah. They
1: but they reversed. they they
0: care anyway. They reversed the decision. It's funny, a young Earl Hebner came in and counted the three count. So Earl Hebner <laughs> was with uh, NWA, Jim Crockett, before he went to WWE. And so th-
1: this, for me, would have probably been my favorite match for them. But just that ending pretty much spoiled it for me because I was yeah. so disappointed because I didn't even but, know that was a rule. Real...
0: So the Road Warriors were like, fuck this. We're taking these belts anyway. And they left with the belts. Left it anyways, though. I mean, even, weren't they
1: throwing trash in the ring at, at one point uh-huh. in time once they reversed it?
0: Uh yeah, actually I I don't remember that part, but I I could imagine that they did you know. I mean, it's been a long time, time since I've seen this match.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, now you know the, those the Crockett rules actually stayed in WCW for a long time. But it only changed after the, the Luchadors came in. That's when it, it, it they started getting light on it. Like those matches with the NWO, that those those rules still were in effect. Not so much the top rope, more of the throwing them over the top rope,
2: wow. and then that wow. like
0: slowly went over. Now yeah, that was stupid.
2: Yeah, that was that, uh
0: that was Bill Watts he said because what he Bill Watts said when he was running uh, Jim Crockett he said well now you're going to have to work more to cheat and stuff but you know that's stupid right there thrown over
1: yeah the top. I, I I I I'm glad that's one of those rules that they actually changed because it doesn't make much sense um yeah it was really stupid I, I, I really don't know That was a stupid rule I mean it, it's I'm glad they changed it especially since it was early on at the early WCW which I'm going to say right now, I really didn't get to watch it because again, I was born in 1990 and a lot of these rules started to change once I was born, you know? And uh, I I, I was shocked because uh, right after this, I did a lot of Google searching on like different rules of wrestling. And these was one of the rules that was on there. Even, I didn't even know that you're not even allowed to use a power bomb in the wrestling ring, which was actually like, come on, it's a move. (laughs) Yeah. There was just so, so many different rules back in the day compared to now, and I'm glad that they changed a lot of them. This is definitely one of them.
0: Yeah. Um, so the second um, pay-per-view that they main evented was Starcade in 1996, and it was against the Midnight Express, uh, Dennis Condry and Bobby Eaton in a scaffold match. It was called the Night of the Skywalkers. So this match was they built a 25-foot scaffold, like, you know, the shit you see people painting on outside of buildings, working on buildings, they built that over the ring. Now, it, the – the the what was the word I'm trying to use to win the match is you got to throw your opponent off the scaffold. scaffold. Which
1: uh, yeah. I, I just want to know who came up with this type of match. Like, a scaffold, uh, weird, uh, another one of those weird uh, – would this be considered a WCW thing?
0: Yeah, it was a WCW thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: So, yeah, another one of those weird WCW things like they even did in the future. uh, uh, Judy Bagwell on a a pole match or whatever type of match that (laughs) was. A Bagwell on a pole match and then you had Judy Bagwell. But this was another weird match. But with this match, uh, the Road Warriors won it. And what happened afterward is which pretty much I think a lot of people remember uh, because what happened was... uh, Road Warriors 1, and I guess they uh, tried to go after um, what is his name? Jim uh, Jim, Jim, Cornette, Cornette. Jim
0: Cornette. He was Jim Cornette was the manager of the Midnight Express, and Big Bubba, who who will later be going go on to become Big Boss Man, was uh Jim Cornette's bodyguard. Yes. So
2: so, so prime time. So what
1: happened was uh, Jim Cornette started going up uh up the up the little scaffold and. What was supposed to happen was Jim Cornette was supposed to fall into his arms and was supposed to be a spot, but for some reason, uh, he wasn't. Uh, Big Boss Man wasn't there. Uh, I guess he missed his spot, and Jim Cornette let go and broke both his legs at the same time once he hit the floor. Instead of his knees. His, back, both his, his knees, his knees. He... Uh, instead of landing on his back, he broke both his knees, and this was on national TV too. And what got me was, on on pay-per-view no less, and on top of that, Jim Cornette didn't want to do this spot at all because he was scared of hype, and look what happened.
0: And it's funny, uh, I mean, it's not funny that he broke his legs, but um, as uh, Big Bubba is carrying um, Jim Cornette out... (laughs) to the back, you can hear him saying, oh my god, you didn't catch me, you motherfucker! My legs, I can't walk! I, I, I like, rewind that a couple times,
2: I was laughing listening
1: it, to it, that. It was great, uh, because, again, this was on national TV, and when you see something like this, it's like, not only do you have this match going on, but to see something as horrible as that, like, wow. Um, but, uh, not many other wrestling matches like this happen, like, except you, nah. ECW-type match with uh, New Jack. but uh, this is... Yeah, CP... La- yeah, GP- GP-
0: back then we were we weren't privy to behind the scene politics so everything that happened in the ring we always thought it was part of the show like we never knew about botches you know it was a different time it was a simpler time you know honestly in my opinion i miss the old school way of wrestling without the internet ruining everything yeah. I, I that really it takes that takes it away from the the how the internet wants to give you spoilers or give you behind the scenes what's going on, his feelings. I don't care about any of that. Yeah. I just want to be entertained. It, it,
1: I honestly don't care. It, it, that, that, and I agree the same way. It's not even just with wrestling. Like, just in, anything in general nowadays, anything on TV, it's just hard to stay away from spoilers or anything like that because even, like, I, I want to say right now, I don't get me wrong, I love the Royal Rumble but there's no more surprises anymore because everyone knows yeah. he's going to be there because by the time you get from the beginning of the day to the pay per view match, which is like what eight nine o'clock at night. There's somebody spoiling. Someone took a picture. Someone opened their big mouth. Even sometimes it's yep. it's it's hard to watch wrestling just because the fans. And honestly, the fans sometimes suck.
0: <laughs> I You know what I hate? I, I I don't follow any wrestling pages on uh, uh social media. The only one. Page that I follow, and the one page everyone should be following is Wrestling yeah. with PTSD Boom. podcast page. Yes, you should watch that. But uh, other than
1: Instagram as well. Follow
0: us on Instagram, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Well, we 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 and Facebook. Listen, listen,
1: listen, listen. We keep up on all <laughs> social media. Instagram updated. Facebook updated. Twitter. Yeah, we we, we Twitter. <clears up throat> so if anyone knows how to use oh. Twitter, hit us up. Maybe we can work with you. Twitter
0: so. is. I don't I don't know how to twitter hey I don't know how to Twitter balls. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to
1: tweet, tweet. I, I don't know how to do that. I tried it one time and I was like, yeah, I give it up. Um, Instagram, my Instagram game is getting up. Thank you to my baby. For helping uh, Instagram up. is Instagram
0: is, is popping, Facebook page is popping, Twitter. Sorry, fellas. Yeah,
1: you guys are gonna have to just make Sorry. a Facebook page on Instagram if you want to follow wrestling with PTSD <laughs> it, with your host Prime Time and Sunny D. So listen, uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, not only are those popping, (laughs) we are trying to get Sonny B some type of slogan that he can say, or some type of saying, I got the boom. I got the. And
0: and you know what? That boom is over. That boom is over. And I hate my catchphrases.
1: Help me, help Help me help you. Him. Listen, if you got a thing need... to say, please let us know so we can start a hashtag for his ass. I
0: need, I need, a, I need a catchphrase. I'm tired of being bland. Move it on. That's 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 whack. No, so that's just whack. If you
1: got an idea, uh, I would say hit up us on Twitter, but most likely we're probably not gonna look at it. So hit us up, yeah, on or on our Facebook because we're always uh, on there. We like to be uh with our community, and talk about talk shit to each other, but. Uh, again follow yeah. us if you have a catchphrase Let us know we're trying to get Help Sonny D here because I don't want him to feel so lonely no more
0: <laughs> Yeah so and he, Again you can be, read us, reach us On all social media at Wrestling with PTSD podcast Boom <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> Anyway the Road Warriors well, then go on to join forces with Dusty Rose and Nikita Koloff in a bloody feud with the Four Horsemen, which culminated in the first ever War Games match at the 1987 hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, Great on, hold American on. Bash. Out, time
0: out, time, 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 time.
1: If you're going to say that name, you have to say it in the only way possible. You have to say it like William Ringo. Okay, then let's, let's try that <laughs> out, Stevie. Let's
0: try it out one more time. Put a little bit more manly man right. in your voice. Okay, I'm a man, a manly man. All right, the Road Warriors would then join. For- oh wait, wait. The Road Warriors would then join forces with Dusty Rhodes and the Kida Koloff in a bloody feud with the Four Horsemen, which culminated in the first ever War Games. At 1990, 1987's great American bash. That
1: that was great, but a, How's that, that was there? great, but a tear to my eye. There's only one way you can say War do you have to say it in his voice. Only. <laughs> but moving on.
0: Moving on. They took their feud to the with the horsemen to scar <laughs> Let me try that again. They took their feud with the horsemen to Starcade 1987 in a match for the NWA tag team championships against Arn Henson and Tully Banchard.
1: Another great, is this now? Is uh, this the second time they fought?
0: Yeah, this is the second time they, they fought, and they won the they they won uh they won the titles First here. Time.
1: Okay, yeah, no no crappy finishes. sold over the top No.
0: So the, the 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 Road Warriors also picked up the NWA Six Man Tag Team Championship with Dusty Rhodes. Now, uh, which what are your thoughts on the Six Man Tag Team
2: Championship? I
1: I love it. Uh, I wish that would be something they would bring back right now. Honestly. Uh, even yeah. even uh, with a what uh, was well, the aew uh, starting up'm I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe them starting off because they have a lot of three teammates, you know, stables going on. Uh, okay. this was something that I wish and still hope that WWE brings along because there's so many characters that they're not using. Uh, this it was something beneficial because this would bring more eyes, more better matches because I think there's so much more that you can do with three people in a ring at one level well, six people. Uh, but two different teams, I feel like that's something that can be beneficial because I watch a lot of PWG, a lot of indie wrestling, and once you have right. a lot of those, a lot of the people that are in WWE right now have been to PWG and they've always put on great matches with three to even maybe four people on a team they sometimes do it, and it's amazing because it's always fast-paced, there's something always going on so I would hope they would bring something like this back
0: Absolutely uh, My thoughts on it, man I think they would need more three more stables to, to, to get it going on, you know? Like, just to slap people together. I've never been a fan of slapping t- people together and, hey, we're a team. I like how, like, for instance, they had the New Day, um, yeah. the Wyatts, the Shield. Yeah. Like, I, like, I like that whole um, organic six-man, something you know, common, tag from something the, to go yeah, from the yeah. beginning, you know? Imagine
1: three random yeah, people um, they're putting together. I understand.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah, so – um. That's that's my thought on it, okay? um, That's awesome. That's we have different thoughts, but that's what wrestling
1: is, right? Yeah, everyone has their own opinion. Uh, uh, like, you like Hogan, all right. and I want to say fuck you, Hogan and Flair. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Brother. brother, brother, brother. Okay. <laughs>
0: A few months later, after the six-man tag team championship was abandoned, the Road Warriors defeated the Midnight Express once again to become the NWA, NWA tag team champions.
1: How many titles have they held in right now at this point in the time?
0: At this point, it's about seven. What a title! Man. Okay, now
1: <laughs> April
0: second, nineteen eighty nine, the Road Warriors lost the championship to the Varsity Club, and um, this rendition of the Varsity Club was Mike Rotundo, uh, better known as IRS, and Doctor Death, Steve Williams. So oh. after this, uh after this title loss, the Road Warriors like they kind of like fell off, like they were in limbo. Oh. Like you weren't really seeing them on TV or anything like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Quick, quick question: When you said uh, what was his name, Doctor Death? That's the dude who got knocked out for the ball for all, correct? By Bart Gunn.
0: Yeah, Okay, okay. Yeah, Doctor Death. Okay. It's Dr. okay I just
1: wanted to make sure I was thinking about the right person for a second because uh, I knew that wasn't he tag team with Rick Steiner for a moment.
0: Yeah. Well, no, that was Mike Rotundo right. was with okay. uh, Rick Steiner okay, okay. when they were in the um and and you go you can hear all that on their. Uh, in the archives of wrestling with PTSD on the Scott, the Steiner
1: Brothers episode, and see, this this is why I'm glad I have you so you can keep me on track and keep reminding me because you know, sometimes gotcha, I got you, baby.
2: I, I, I spoke a little too much, and sometimes it goes right on my head.
0: <laughs> uh, I got you, baby. I got you. That's why I'm here, Sunny D, baby. I'm here to brighten up your day. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, um, oh, nice they Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> clip, 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 clip. <laughs> they feuded with the skyscrapers, Mark Callis and Dan Spivey. Uh, Undertaker was Mark Callis. I, uh, was Mark. Yeah, he was me and Mark Callis, mm-hmm. and Dan Spivey later on became um, Wayland Mercy. We talked about him already before, okay. and uh, and they were also uh, feud with the Samoan SWAT team, who were later on become the,
1: the head shrinkers. which okay. Um, Rakishi was
0: in there, or correct was a part of that. Yeah, yeah, Rikishi, Yeah, he was uh, Fatu. Fatu, yes, Wait,
1: a young, yeah. young, young
0: Rakishi. Yeah. So, um, their last big of uh, victory was at Starcade in 1989, And a in a in a match between the Steiner Brothers and the Road Warriors. The Steiner Brothers got the pinfall win, but the Road Warriors won the round robin style tournament on points. It was uh, they had a there was a tournament. In the 1989 Star, Starcade a tag team tournament. Okay, and, um, and I, I read that weird, but... So in this tournament, it was points and victories were both put into the equation to see who were the winners. Now, the the Steiner brothers got a clean uh, pin on the Road Warriors, but uh, the Road Warriors had more points throughout the tournament, and they become the tournament champions.
1: Ah, uh, so this seems like it's an old, New Japan-type style. Because they do that right now once they have, like, the whole tournament brackets going on most of the time.
0: Yeah, so, um, okay. Now, um, the last match for WCW was uh, on a pay-per-view appearance at Capital Combat on May 19th, 1990. It was a six-man tag. They were with Norman the Lunatic, who later on become Bastion Booger. Mm -hmm. So it's Road Warriors and Bastion Boogers. Versus Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Jeez, what a that's team. a hell of a team hell, right there. Yeah, Kevin right. Sullivan,
1: and then you have Cactus Jack, and then add Bam Bam Bigelow. Holy shit! Yeah, what a tactic I didn't even yeah, know that was a... even a team back in the day.
0: So uh, that was their last match. Now check this out. Whatever happened happened, but the match was seen live on pay per view. But if you bought the VHS tape, the VHS tape of this pay per view, that match was taken out of it. Wow, but that's uh, something it, I, yeah, I, I so didn't
1: it, even know. But I wonder why they would do it. Was it not enough time, or just I, I think I think it was caught.
0: I think I think they were spiting them ah. and probably not p- wanted to pay them because they were leaving after that. So if if uh, you're leaving, we're not going to pay you royalties on the tape. So they took it out. Mm-hmm. But it's on the WWE WWE network now. In June of 1990, uh, two months away from the birth of the. Hmm. hawk and animal signed with uh the ww f and they went by the name of the legion of doom instead of the road warriors which is okay so i think, it's, now, I think that's cooler honestly which
2: one do you prefer
0: uh i kind of like it how it became later on as road warrior hawk and road warrior animal the legion of doom as opposed to Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors, or Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom. I kind of like the Road Warrior, Hawk, Road Warrior, Animal. Yeah,
1: it goes together, doesn't
0: it? I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, that's my favorite. Now, uh, the first program was with Demolition. And um, uh, they had a couple matches. Uh, None pay-per-view. The only pay-per-view match they had was the 1990 Survivor Series where it was all the Warriors. You had the Road Warriors um, who were the Legion of Doom. The modern day warrior, Kevin, uh, Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado, mm-hmm. but he used to be called the modern day warrior and the ultimate warrior. So, all the warriors together, they fought uh, Demolition and, uh, Mr. Perfect. Uh, so, uh, and... Axe, Smash, and Crush. Axe don't smack Crush. <laughs> axe,
1: Smash, and Crush, and Mr. Perfect. See, uh, uh, this was one of those even to this day. Uh, the signing of uh, Hawking Animal, was, especially with the WF, was a, a great move in my eyes because where else would they go? They've been everywhere else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and it was one of those times where Vince McMahon came up with the idea of demolition, and a lot of people were comparing these teams uh, because See, of face paint. Everything, which I didn't, I mean, honestly, I really didn't see it. They were two different random teams, I think. I,
0: I, that's what I'm going to get into next. They always call it Demolition the knockoff for the World Wars. I don't, Demolition were their own team. Like they had a Diamond Dominatrix look to it. They had those Jason masks. The I, only comparison is that they had uh, Face paint, and they
1: yeah. were big teams. Exactly. And which, which I honestly, I've never seen the comparison, but these were, even to this day, I wish these two would actually have a feud where they actually fought for the titles. Because these yeah, no. were the two biggest tag teams, and Demolition had these titles for a, a long time. I think they, they yeah. held the, the, even to this day, don't they? Outside of the New Day, I think, yeah, yeah, uh, right?
0: Yeah. And yeah, they were the longest ta- reigning tag team champions. And,
1: and it took how long just for the New Day to get that? So don't get me wrong, these were two different teams, and this was one of those matches that we wanted to see, but we just never got it because uh, uh, Crush ended up, uh, Substituting the one of the other one, I think it was uh
0: Yeah, Axe right? Axe Ax was having health problems. Yes. So Crush came in and it, it was uh you know another another three man team. And um but when the Road Warriors came in, the Legion of Doom came in, they they disbanded the the team. The last match that the demolition had was it was the Road Warrior or the Legion of Doom and the Ultimate Warrior versus Demolition. After that match, it was a, like a house show. That was the last time they wrestled as a team. Crush became the Kona Crush, uh, the the Big Hawaiian, and mm-hmm. uh, Smash became the Repo Man. Oh, so
1: see how the muddy have fallen. It's crazy, right? Yeah,
0: and yeah, wh- absolutely. And if you want to talk about knockoffs, excuse me, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but if you want to talk about knockoffs, the Powers of Pain were knockoffs of the Road Warriors. They had the same. Same hairstyle,
1: same everything as the as the uh Legion of Doom. Now, I would agree on that one. Just on that one, because they would it looked the same. They would look absolutely the same more than Demolition did. Which Absolutely which, yeah. I, I can definitely see that. But again, Demolition, I, I feel like had nothing to knock off outside of that paint, but powers of Pain, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I,
0: like, even they—they uh, they, there's a three. There are three names like Powers of Pain, Legion of Doom, POP, LOD. Like, come on, same thing. same hairstyles. Yeah, and
1: I, I have to ask, uh, uh outside of the Powers of Pain, uh, if we would have got a healthy Demolition and crush, get Crush's ass out of there because he was horrible with them. I I think yeah, and
0: yeah, he wasn't a good.
1: If you would have had the original Demolition. And you had Hawk and Animal. They just came into a WWF World Wrestling Federation at the time. And you had Demolition, who had this legendary title run. Who do you think would have won that? Uh,
0: who do I think? No question, have been the Legion of Doom.
2: Legion
1: of Doom,
0: right Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're they're a bigger team. But where would my loyalty fall? Absolutely with Demolition, because I heard of Demolition before Legion of Doom. Really?
1: I yeah. I,
2: I, Absolutely.
1: I I would have figured it would have been the opposite, especially were you. I, I could have sworn, man, you were always at WCW. Were you? No.
0: Okay. No. No. Th- my, okay. I, I I learned more of WCW later on. Okay. I okay. I became a huge WCW fan once Scott Hall came down those steps and gave that crazy speech, and all okay. that's available on in the archives of wrestling with PTSD of the Scott Hall. That's when I, I fully immersed myself into WCW. Before then, I was diehard WWF. And Demolition was that team. And I was rocking with Demolition since 1988 before the Legion of Doom. I even heard of them. The first time I ever heard of the Legion of Doom was when they first signed to the WWF. Honestly, that's my honest, That's the honest truth.
1: Honestly, I, I think I... I'm, I'm gonna say right now, I heard of the the road wars because uh, my uncle uh, Edwin, he's like a huge wrestling fan. He's like me right now, uh, when it comes to wrestling, like he knew everything. And right. he used to get like these wrestling magazines. He used to come to the house, you know those old.
0: Pw. Yeah, PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated.
1: Yeah, those. I used old to get those- yeah, you get those, yeah. and then used to have the other ones. Even WWF he used to have their own magazine back in the day, and he used to always have those. I remember going through them, and then. This the top ten, the top what they used to like the top hundred yeah, teams, uh, teams top every
0: single month. Uh, top, yeah, yeah. They like it'll give you the, the the, it'll give you a combined like the the top like ten teams combined, and then the top ten teams in New Japan, the top ten teams in ECW. Yes, uh, all, yes. So, I, yeah. I
1: used to love those, and he used to get those all the time. And I remember just yeah. all the time. They used to always be the Legion of Doom and Demolition. It used to always be the top. And it should be like yeah. every other year or every other month, whenever they used to do that, it should always be the opposite. You know, Demolition be on top of that. Next month, it would be LOD. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, but great, both great teams. I mean, I, I, that's yeah. I how I learned about a lot about wrestling was through these books. And just those were the pictures that popped up. It used to always be Demolition, it used to be always up there when I used to read them. And then they yeah, have like uh, a picture right next to the Le- Legion of Doom, one and two, man.
0: Yeah, yeah my loyalty is with Demolition, though. Like, even to this day, like, who would I like better, the original Demolition or the original RB or the Road Warriors? i am going with Demolition, Axe Smash. Like, I love them. They, yeah. they, were the, they, were, they were the shiitake, bro.
1: <laughs> See, and uh, I think even in my eyes, I mean, as, as much as I, I love the Legion of Doom, I like, they are definitely number, uh, technical-wise, they're not very up there. But they are a legendary team because everyone knows who they are.
2: Top not-
0: five, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, uh, top five. T- tag team, ob- uh, absolutely.
0: Top, top three. Top I wouldn't team. even say top three, bro. Like, seriously, if you want to be technical on anybody's list, top three is Legion of Doom.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say right now, top teams for me, you know, I, I'm just because I love them, and you may not agree with it. Number right now, just because of what they're doing right now is a Young Bucks. Right now. Right. And then right, I would just have to say right after them, uh, because there's a lot of great teams out there, man.
0: Um. See, I get- I'll give you my quick top three. That'll yeah. be number one, Demolition. Number two, Heart Foundation. Number three, Road Warriors.
1: Uh, Young Bucks. I'm going to say it right now. Young Bucks, Hardy's, Ninja Dope.
0: See? Yep. That you're more of the the, the the newer fan. I'm more of the, the old school. new flavor,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. There's an age gap because that's what yeah, you man. grew up on. Exactly. And exactly. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, a lot of wrestling has changed between uh, – when were you born What year?
0: 1981.
1: Eighty one, so that's a whole nine years. So a whole nine years yeah, wrestling has changed exactly. in between them.
0: You know? Absolutely.
1: My my uh my
0: I, I we watched m- matches from on the WWE network for my time, and it's just kick punch, body slam suplex. Wrestle <laughs>
2: wrestle. Most-
0: <laughs> kick they, they punch, go- <laughs> kick you- punch, body slam, suplex, clothesline, and wrestle.
1: Oh, you cannot forget like the two minutes stare done at the beginning of every yeah. match before they start yeah. touching each other. <laughs> um, and that's, that's how
0: it was. You know, I used to love when they would stick their hand out to shake the hand. And the bad guy would shake, put his hand out. And the good guy would like, should I shake his hand? Should I, I shake his hand? He, you know, I loved it. But see, yeah. that's like simple psychology back then was awesome,
1: bro. Yeah, again, that's when, uh, like we said at the beginning of the show, not everyone knew what was going on backstage. Yeah. Simple so, time, um,
0: man. Yeah, I loved it. So, you yeah. know, the, the, the Road Warriors – Doing their thing or the Legion of Doom, I should say. Let me get let me get with the shits, the Legion of Doom. Yeah, really? again, Sorry, Yeah, uh, came into uh, the WWF and again blew up. So um, after they their their program with uh, the demolition that really was like it was nothing. The second program was with the then tag team champions, the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. Of Allentown, Pennsylvania, we're the nasty ooh, boys. boys we're the nasty. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I, I don't like them. <laughs>
1: I, 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 honestly, I don't know if, if uh, I don't know. I, like back in the day, I may have liked them. Now I really don't. I don't but, know. I just never. But there were those were two of the. I don't know how tough is people that had in the locker room back
0: in the day. What? Yeah, I, I, I like the fit there the poison pit where one pick up their armpit and the other one rub his face in it.
2: Oh, so
0: everybody weird. everybody who had a sibling got the poison pit, bro. <laughs> My brothers gave me the poison pit. <laughs> uh,
1: they, they were just and they look dirty, man. They look like nasty. Yeah, like, oh.
0: nasty boys, yo, they look like nasties. So, um. At, at the one of the greatest pay per views in WWE of history, in my opinion, SummerSlam 1991, in a no count out, a no disqualification match, the nasty the Nasty Boys and the Legion of Doom wrestled for the World Tag Team Championships, and uh, the Legion of Doom won. Yeah,
1: so, and with this match, uh, I, I I wanted to say, like, have you noticed a pattern here? you get a lot of great matches with the Legion of Doom when they go against other great big guys who can actually stick in the ring with them and actually trade punches with them because absolutely, this right here would probably be their mess, best match, I think, outside of what they did with Telly Blanchard and um, Arn Anderson because, okay. again, these two used to beat the hell out of each other with, with yep. them. And then you get right. this match, and this was like a, a, a hardcore match pretty much.
0: Uh, yeah, but back then it was called no count out and no disqual- it's disqualification.
1: There you go, no hold barred—you know those type of things—and they beat the living hell out of each other. And yep. after this match, this would be become notorious be- because not only did they win the titles uh, from the Nasty Boys, but this was actually one of the biggest pops in wrestling history. This would actually become uh, the ro- the Road Warrior Pop. Uh, yeah, was, so- that's
0: what it was known for.
1: Yeah, the Road the Warrior Pro- Pop. And you would – a lot of people say you will never see a pop like this ever again. But I would have to say there are a lot of pops to this day that actually maybe keep up with it, I, I want to say. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I can remember – in my opinion, and we're going to talk about this later, the biggest pop ever i ever seen, like ever on a pay-per-view, was at the, the Calgary Stampede uh, pay-per-view when they announced the Heart Foundation. Yes, everybody was going so crazy that the hard camera was actually shaking. That's how oh, how crazy.
1: Exactly, and uh, I feel like this is an underrated match. Even with a, a lot, I mean, maybe last week they uh, returned on NXT. They had the uh, in your house, and that's what one of these matches that was notorious. For, but you
0: know? but we're we're gonna get to that in a few minutes. Let's, oh, let's yes. stick okay. with the uh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, let's, let's reel it back in. Reel it back in. Okay, so uh, my fault. My fault. Are no, you good? You good, player? Now after um. Like you say, you had the Road Warrior Pop, you know, um, and they be that's when they be they solidify themselves as one of the greatest tag teams ever. Now, at this time, they were the only tag team, and I believe to this day. So, oh, I'm lying, I'm lying, because, uh, oh no, 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 not at this time. Hawk and Animal were the only team to win the AWA, WCW. In WWF tag team championships, I don't believe any other team did it. If I'm not mistaken, maybe the Nasty Boys did it later on, but until this time, it wasn't done yet.
1: Hmm, so I had to check our records for that because yeah. I'm
0: not even 100 sure about that one. Yeah, either. but we'll figure that out, and if we're wrong, correct us on social media. <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs> Move. Uh, uh, correct us on Twitter, and I promise you, we'll get back to you. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to. If we can figure it out. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I swear, I'll be right on it. All right. Now, on February seventh, nineteen ninety two, the Legion of Doom lost the tag team championships to IRS and Ted DiBiase. That team was known as Money Incorporated.
1: You so, know what? I used to like this tag team. I loved it. I I love this tag team because you had two true heels. One who had all the money and the one who used to do his taxes, but yep. this was—I I, felt like this is a very underrated tag team, honestly.
0: You want to hear? Uh, Bruce Prichard he said one time. Uh, I was reading that he said that before it was supposed to be IRS and Ted DiBiase. It was supposed to be IRS and the Undertaker. That's supposed to be a tag really? team. That was supposed to be called Death and Taxes, and that's not a joke.
1: Wow. I I don't wow I'm I'm glad that never happened. Yeah, yeah.
0: right. That's how, well, he, just for the he, name. It's funny because in life, the only thing that's definite is death and taxes. But uh, to make up the team, like it would have took away from the Undertaker altogether. You know,
1: which are, which I find funny because who actually brought in you know the Undertaker? You know, yeah,
0: it was Yeah, it, it, was it, it was who? Bruce, Bruce Pritchard or Bruce brother?
1: Brother love. Oh, man. I remember him back in the day. Uh, yeah. Because he makes like an appearance here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, another one of those underrated yeah. managers, man. You know? Absolutely.
0: Excuse me. Now, um, after the loss to uh, Money Incorporated, um, Paul Ellering was reintroduced with the uh, Legion of Doom. Uh, but he had a, a, a dummy, a ventriloquist, ventriloquism dummy named Rocco. And it was – I don't understand what it was. Now, um, at SummerSlam 92, um, Hawk and Animal faced the Legion of Doom. Uh, excuse me. Let me say again. At SummerSlam of 92, Hawk and Animal faced Money Incorporated for the Tag Team Championships in a le- losing effort. And uh, this is when they had the dummy. And um, after this, Hawk quit WWE or WWF at the time in disgust over Rocco.
1: And you know what was funny? This was just honestly a prop that they wanted to put up just to sell merchandise. Yeah, that's crazy. And and killed kill the team again for for what a, a dummy of all things? Like I I don't understand. you know? Yeah, uh, one of those things that don't make sense with. And it was it wasn't even like uh of like one of those dummies that were like even dressed up. like it was just a regular weird looking doll with red hair, freckles. Yeah. And, I don't even think he had a shirt that said Legion of Doom on the menu. Anyway. No, no oh, it was just, no
0: yeah, it was, just for, it was a ventriloquism dummy. Now, mm-hmm. after Hawk left, they left animal, animal, uh, left Animal, not Amino, left Animal alone. Okay, so for a couple house shows, it's little known that Animal actually teamed with Crush from Demolition, and they were a tag team for a little while um, until Animal caught a back injury, and he. Semi-retired from wrestling. What do you think about that tag team right there, uh, Animal and uh, Crush?
1: Well, number one, uh, I don't think uh, Crush period has anything. <laughs> he shouldn't even be in the ring. Number one, because I thought he was a stale character. I uh, mean, from... he, he was good with Chronic. He was good with Chronic. Ah, uh, cr- uh, yes. Yeah, see, ah, see, I take that back. <laughs> that was the only thing I like he ever did in yeah. his. Uh, or in his what
0: tour. about? What about the De- disciples of apocalypse? That was good too. I like Crush when he was the DOA.
1: Listen, listen. There was only one thing that DOA <laughs> did that was great, and that was actually this little hardcore match they had. But they had like a, a what was it? A street fight or something like that? Some type of war gang warfare. That's what they called oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gang the, Undertaker, the Undertaker, the Undertaker, dude was so bad that he stopped the match and kicked <laughs> everyone's ass. That's how bad he knew it was. <laughs> that,
2: that
1: that group sucked. Crush. I mean, I remember he had a. Uh, a little meeting with remember with Doink the Clown and stuff, where he yeah, had, like, yeah, a fake arm and stuff, two doinks, horrible, yeah. horrible. Yeah. He, his <laughs> character sucked. And the reason why his name was Crush because his finishing move where he says, Squish your head, like, of Crush, crash. yeah, yeah, crash. My bro, like, he should not have been in the ring outside of ever being with Cronin because I thought that was a great team. With uh, another wrestler, I felt like what was wasted was Adam Baum. Amazing, now he's in jail for what selling drugs or something yeah, like that. We found uh, out drugs, <laughs> uh, a lot of felonies. Brian Clark, uh, but I, I don't, I, I, anything that had a crash to do it, he's like the Mongo McMichael for me. I, I
0: oh, <laughs> Judas, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for the three years, LOD just fell off the face of the earth. I believe Hawk was in uh New Japan while Animal oh. was hurt. And, and they, they were doing the Leisure of Doom stuff over there. I didn't really do much research over there on it.
2: It, so. it
1: was – oh, my God. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a vignette, you know, the vignettes where, you know, they're trying to hype up these wrestlers. So they had uh, Animal come out with, like, his regular, uh, you know, football pads with the spikes on them. And they gave his partner uh, – what was his uh partner's name? Uh, I can't <laughs> even say his name.
0: Oh yeah, was it? No, yeah, okay.
1: We'll go with that. Yeah, and they, yeah, something Kineski, Suzuki, something like that. <laughs> and they gave him the name the Power Warrior. And not only did they hype this guy up, he came out with. I, I couldn't even say it was football pads. They were like so gigantic. His head could even pop out of the <laughs> It was so bad. And they used to come out. And what the weird thing was, they won a title, I believe. Yeah. I believe they won the titles while they were there with this character. And
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's no way around it. Like It was so bad because we were so used to. The original Legion of Doom, you know, they look great together. And then you just try to substitute this guy, and you know it's a substitute. It's like one belongs here and one doesn't. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And
2: <laughs> It was bad.
1: I-, I thought it was bad. I just don't know. I mean, just being another, you know, big name, I guess Hawk was back in the day, I guess they gave him the titles, but it was bad. It was, it should have never happened. I just, I, I thought it was horrible, uh, especially, uh, I-, I feel bad for Animal, if anything, because. That was his tag team partner, you know, that he yeah. helped build that name. And he has to watch this idiot looking like a giant robot power ranger coming out. Uh That's <laughs> over. I'm sorry. Prime time is sorry for going on the rig. He just had to let that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
0: you're good, bro. You're good, you're good. You get it out. Cause that that's something I don't know about. So you're you're just schooling me. Okay. So okay. uh so when Animals Back was fully healed the Road Warriors, uh, signed back again with WCW in late 1995, and they made their debut in January of 96. Now, uh, this run in WCW was horrible. Like, they immediately started feuding with the Steiner brothers, as well as Harlem Heat, and and, and a lot of the matches they lost. They went on to challenge Sting and Lex Luger for the Tag Team Champions, and they, uh, they had several matches with Sting and Luger, but they never won the titles. So now,
2: okay.
0: sh- short yeah, it's not, not much to say after about this run. Um, after that, after a couple months, due to a contract dispute, they they left uh, WCW.
1: Now February. And, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say what well, the funny part was. They talked about this in uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Um, they waited for almost like, what was it, like a whole year to get signed? and Because Eric Bischoff kept on saying that they were going to make him like the second highest paid tag team or something like that. Right. And they waited and waited and waited and never came. And then the funny thing was uh, they fast forward uh, like years later and they asked, why didn't you ever uh, sign them?" He said that he didn't think they were worth it. Damn. Yes. He said it just like that. He looked in the camera and said, the reason why I didn't sign him because I didn't think they were worth it, especially for the time.
0: I mean, he 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 wasn't. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, unpopular opinion. Towards '97, the the LOD were like they were on the downside of being badass. You know, that's and, like a it, decade it, it, it's true. over a decade later of, of when they first came out and they were big. You know, all they were was just yeah. the name. They weren't moving like they used to.
1: Yeah, especially in that time, that's when uh, the whole NWO. Yeah, know. Stuff, like, you know, absolutely. So you, you you have the NWO, which was pretty much the coolest fucking thing in the world at that time. Because if if you didn't know, even to this day, if you don't know who the NWO is, like, what the hell, you know, where have you been? It's just something that's unheard of. But it, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't think they they were worth it. I think he's correct. Uh,
0: but, but see, that he, could have been a good. Sorry, for off, but that could have been a good match there too. The the outsiders versus the Leisure of Doom. That's a match we never saw.
1: Yeah, we we, we could definitely we could have seen that, but. Uh, to be paid as the second highest paid contract, like in WCW, I I think that's way too much, yeah. especially for those guys who are on decline, like you said.
0: Now, on February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven, the Legion of Doom resigned with the WWF in their return. Uh, and the re- let, me, let me try that again. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven, the Legion of Doom resigned with the WWF. Now, in the return match. It was against the headbangers and then they went on to destroy the headbangers in that match. It was like a squash match <laughs> from the eighties.
1: I felt sorry for the headbangers because I thought they were cool at the time. They were. You know, these guys were the shit. They were, Yeah, they were. They had a different gimmick. They were rockers. I mean, they used to with the one used to spit in the air and the other one used to eat it. Yeah. I, was just, oh, remember I remember that. Oh. <laughs> And I thought they were a great team. Uh, I, I mean, even I don't think they get deserve to get squashed like they did in that match. Uh, but it was bad. It was like up there with uh, the acolytes, Bradshaw, and Farouk beating the shit out of uh, what were they? Public Enemy? Uh, public Enemy, yes. That was an ass-whooping. It's up there with ass-whooping. You yep. have seen one on live TV. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: You know that maybe
0: we're going to cover the APA in long form in the future. I would like to do that. You know, APA is a team that we got to we got to
2: cover. Yeah, those... Maybe yes, we'll, or even a do a team.
0: you know what a JBL episode too. Like we could do a JBL episode. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Let's, let's keep oh, it on the LLD because you just put that in my yeah. I- I head and you know ideas. Tune in. Yeah. So um, after that, uh, they got involved with Ahmed Johnson's. Uh, Feud with the nation of domination, and this was before the cool nation. This is when the nation was Savio Vega, Farouk, and Crush your boy Crush for the nation of domination. Yeah, yeah uh, this is this,
2: this
1: is was this Dilo was in it? Uh,
0: well, after? D-Lo, okay, now Dilo was one of the underlings that he would uh back then. This is when they had PG 13, uh, JT Ice, and Wolfie, B- Wolfie D. These were these two white rappers that would rap on the way to the ring, and uh it, it kind of looked like the militant nation it, it was um like the Black Panthers it kind of reminded me of Black Panthers yeah
1: yeah I, yeah, with, I, re- I remember with,
0: them the Puerto Rican and a, and a Hawaiian dude but um
1: yeah I remember that one so was this before the rock yeah,
0: partner yeah. group yes yeah, so, okay so um on a side note this nation disbanded um after like eternal beefs. This this uh, nation dif- disbanded, and and Farouk made a bigger, blacker nation, and he brought in the Godfather, D'Lo Brown, Mark Henry, Mark Henry. and The Rock. Savio Vega came out with the Boriquas. The Boriquas. Yes, I don't care. I remember I that. Love the Boriquas. Yes, I love them. Uh, uh, it was Savio Vega. Um. Um some other Hispanic guy and this other Puerto <laughs> Rican dude and, and this other Puerto Rican dude and I'm pretty sure all their names ended with E Z but um they were the shit. I, I love them. They they were I don't care I don't care that Savio Vega wore his his jeans above his belly button and he looked like the old Hispanic dude that would fix your car for a pack of Newport and a six-pack of beer. We're going to ignore that. They
1: were Boriquas, man. And me being a Puerto Rican, man, I love those guys. I love those uh, guys. I loved it. And the, the way they talked, what made it more funny was they always cheated. They always had some type of object that they hit somebody yeah. They had something. It was great. They only had, like, was it brass knuckles? I remember yeah, what they happened, had. They had always be- Yeah. Yes, I remember that. It What's was great. I, I, come on. Being, I a
0: Puerto Puerto Rican, being a Puerto Rican band, you can tell me you didn't love uh, the Boricuas.
1: Oh, hell no. They used to come down and beat the shit out of everybody. All it right? was great. And, didn't <laughs> they used to use the eight ball as well? Didn't they hit them with like a yeah. stack eight ball? Yeah, they, they
0: had a bunch of stuff. And I remember they used to sing like those the Spanish rap. To, like, the, this is the time of rappers. Everybody wants to be a rapper. Samuel Vega was singing Spanish rap. and uh, I just remember the the <laughs> one time uh, like the other guys would just sing the chorus. And they're like, Manos por hands high. Manos por
1: iguas, sky. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. I like them. You know, that's <laughs> why people right there. <laughs> they had like the darked out black glasses. They had. Did they have like like little fedoras? on Yeah, bro. On yeah,
0: but they wore their, their pants so high, like they <laughs> yes. ordered... At
1: least to wear white beaters. Yes. <laughs> they always have like a red one. Yeah. Right? Yes.
0: With FUBU jeans. The jeans were FUBU. Yes. <laughs> But, yo, their pants were so high, and they were, like, trying to be thugs, but they wore their pants. Instead of sagging it, they were raising it. Did, did, didn't they used
1: to have, like, spandex, too? Uh,
0: yeah, well, th- th- this, uh, oh, uh, this was later on. Uh, I think his name was Juan Rivera was one of them, the one that was really hairy. Remember there was a really, yes. really hairy one?
1: Like I remember him, yeah.
0: Really hairy. Like,
1: holy shit, dude, are you wearing a shirt? Uh like a wolf, oh! I remember, yes, his arms and his back used to be. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but I love the Boriquas oh, and then Crush
0: formed the DOA, and that's when they did their gang warfare. At this WrestleMania, it was Savio Vega, Crush, and Farouk uh, with that nation against Ahmed Johnson and the Road Warriors in a Chicago street fight. And um, now this match. Ahmed Johnson had his own uh, – they they lent him uh, some shoulder pads, and apparently he, he stole them. That's what I heard. What? <laughs> yeah, like he never gave them back.
1: He never gave back the, the shoulder pads. You remember when Ahmed Johnson was actually something that they were actually going to make, like a world heavyweight champion? Do you remember any of Ahmed Johnson's promos? Do you remember not remembering Ahmed Johnson <laughs> was saying?
0: Do you remember Ahmed Johnson wearing knee pads on his thighs?
2: Oh, my God. You win. You win. <laughs> I, can't do, I, I can't top it. I can't
1: top it. That wins. His <laughs> oh, my God. I'm for, oh, man. You know what? I need to get me an Ahmed Johnson action figure. That's yeah. what I need. I, I need that on the wall. Yeah. Oh, I forgot oh. how bad that was. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> like I'm, I'm like what the, I never understood him like at all. He would always scream
1: high pitched, <laughs> and he would profusely sweat while doing it. Yeah, he would just for, sit there, and you could see like the sweat just fall off his. Oh man, Ahmed Johnson was a whole nother level.
0: Okay, so then after this, after WrestleMania 13, and we had that whole uh double turn with Bret Hart and. Steve Austin and and this was the the seeds of the New Heart Foundation were planted. The um, Legion of Doom were in a rivalry with British Bulldog and Owen Hart. Now we talked about this earlier. This culminated in a big 10-man tag match at In Your House Canadian Stampede. Um, It was on Team America's uh, side. Team America, fuck yeah. It was <laughs> Goldust, Ken Shamrock, The Legion, and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. How can I forget him? Yeah, I, that was just an awkward team, man. Yeah, yeah, Goldust, like Goldust. Okay, all well, people. Yeah, then on, on uh, the the Heart Foundation side, it was you know legendary. Everybody yeah. from top to bottom was legendary. Brian Pillman, Jim D'Anvil nightheart the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, Owen Hart, and Brett the Hitman Hart. That right there, that hard.
1: I got goosebumps right now just
0: remembering that. You know, yeah,
1: that that was one of those things you can't forget. Because again, you mentioned that that camera was shaking the Going whole crazy. place. Uh, it was it was great. That was like I said, that was uh one of those top pops that you. I think I honestly beat uh, the Legion of Doom when they won the title from the Nasty Boys. But this right here, it was great, and it was. What got me, this was uh, pre, before Stone Cold got to be Stone Cold, Stone Cold, you know, the biggest Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know? And they booed the living hell out of him during this match. Anytime he was in the ring, booed him. Oh, yeah, he did absolutely they, anything, booed
0: him. Booed all the uh, uh, American wrestlers. And you know what's weird about this match? Bret Hart's brother kept trying to get involved from the outside. It was, like, kind of annoying.
1: Yeah. Was, was, was that a shoot? What was that? I just don't understand. That. What was that about? I, I remember think he went after Stone Cold. Yeah,
0: Stone Cold wasn't selling anything he was doing. Like at one point, Bret Hart actually had to like pull pull Steve Austin away from his brother because his brother was ruining it. You know what I'm saying? Like that was Bruce Hart. It's so annoying.
1: That yeah,
0: kind of that right there honestly kinda took away from it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean you have like all those, like you said, everyone in this match is a legend. No yeah. matter what. I mean, you can say Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, not. I don't know. I, I, I said I, uh, legendary
0: on the Heart Foundation side. Legendary. They were legendary.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh. okay. Everyone in the match is a legend outside of Ken Shamrock. I mean, you yeah. might be able to throw him in there. He had a, a run. I mean, but whatever. Uh, it was one of those spectacular things. I thought it was cool when he tried to save Stephanie and failed at it and got his ass beat by the Ministry. <laughs> um, uh, but I again, all legends, but just the atmosphere, man. I wish I this was one of those places where I could get a time machine and go back and just yeah, live in one absolutely. of those moments. That place, and again, this is a pro Canada like place because yeah. you're in Canada no matter what. And uh, you have the Hart Foundation, where it's one of the biggest families that came outside of Canada. Like if you live in Canada, you know who the Hart Foundation is. You know who the Hart family is. Period. Now, for the time, for the people who
0: don't know, this is a time when Bret Hart was was booed in the USA and cheered in Canada. And and Monday Night Raw was like, one week it's in Canada, the next week it's in the U.S. And just the way they did it, it, the dynamic of it was amazing. It was so amazing. It was one of the greatest times in wrestling. And honestly, this couple months of Bret Hart was the best Bret Hart ever. Like, I loved God. him. I, I believed in him growing up. But for me, this when I think of Bret Hart, I always think of the, the Hart Foundation Bret Hart.
1: The, this heart foundation. This is exactly what I think of when it comes to Brad Hart. Yes, Man. I grew up on him. He was always the good guy, but I feel like he got elevated when he he did that heel turn with Stone Cold, and I feel like it elevated them both. It that out the buff a lot. And when he went heel, it was great because uh, even in a lot of documents, he actually said that this is something that he's wanted to do because when you're a heel, you can tell how it is, and no yeah. one can tell you that you're wrong. You know. Uh, but I felt like, again, this was the best, especially when he was with the Hart Foundation, had his family with him. They were pretty much unstoppable team because at one point in time, didn't everyone in that group have gold?
0: Absolutely. Uh, the Bulldog had the European Championship with the Tag Team Championship along with Owen Hart. Owen Hart had the Intercontinental title along with the Tag Team title. And um Bre Hart was the World Champion.
1: Yeah. O- o- outside of, I don't know.
0: All, the- all, a lot, and also, he, Owen Hart was a two-time Slammy Award winner.
1: <laughs> yeah, he would definitely remember you holding trophies. Oh, that was one thing I loved. And again, yeah. uh, another team that I just completely forgot about, you know, Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith, uh, the Bulldogs. Great they were team. a today. great tag
0: team. Great Absolutely. So um, now just moving on a little bit after this, on October 13th, 1997, LOD became two time WWF tag team champions after defeating the Godwins on an episode of Raw. It was Henry Godwin and his cousin Phineas. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, th- now, uh, in this match right here, Henry Godwin was put in the doomsday device, but he was so big that when he got clotheslined, he landed on his neck and broke it. Oh. Yeah. So. Why do yeah, I yeah. remember
1: this match, but I don't remember? I, I Damn. Did he yeah. have to go back and watch that. Go back I, and watch He broke, I completely broke forgot. his neck. And he was a heavy dude. He
0: was a yeah, big dude. Henry Knight. Uh, Henry Knight. Uh, I'm thinking about Dennis Knight. Uh, Phineas. But Henry Henry Godwin was a huge man. Huge. Uh, I remember meeting him one time at, at a signing. And he was huge. He actually it's crazy because at the signing, all these wrestlers were coming in. Uh, and this was in New York City. It was a signing at McDonald's on 86th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Um, all these wrestlers were coming in. It was Shawn Michaels. Razor Moon, uh, Duke the to, to Josie, and, and uh Henry Godwin. Now all these wrestlers came in by like a cab or something. Henry Godwin came off the subway and was walking up out the subway.
1: And it's that was like right. a normal dude.
0: You're like a normal dude. You look at him and just how big he is. You just see this big monster. And he was wearing a WWE in your house shirt. That's how I knew it was him. And I was able to get up to him and take a picture with him. You know, with my uh, disposable camera, <laughs> my Fuji, my Fuji disposable camera.
1: Give me that photo. I need that photo. <laughs> it was super
0: nice, you know, but it was a monster. So um after after that after he broke the the neck of Henry Godwin, after they broke Henry Godwin's neck, one month later, they lost the tag team titles to this uh newly formed team of uh Jesse James and Billy Gunn, who will later become one of the most iconic teams, the New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know?
2: So, um, it's
1: better call somebody. You think I was gonna finish it? Hey, got uh, (laughs) somebody with
0: So, um, after that, uh, you know, so it's it's some good history that the that the the New Age Outlaws got their name off of. I mean, got their like they they made their name off of defeating the Road Warriors. You know, um, so.
1: (laughs) <laughs> with, with, with this being said, there was a, a lot of teams at that point in time uh, yeah, that absolutely. were going for these uh, were going for these tag team titles. And uh, the Legion of Doom being one of the top teams and a new brand new team that just started, especially being the Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, which would be another team that's a, a phenomenal, who had a lot of gold uh, after this. Hall uh, of it Fame was rub. yeah, Yeah, Hall, Hall of Fame. And then they got this rub from uh, the Legion of Doom, which actually made their career uh, as a jumpstart team.
0: So the so the New Age Outlaws actually, uh, along with DX, this is before the the like maybe six months before the New Age Outlaws joined DX, they all jumped the Road Warriors and uh, they put Animal through a table and they shaved Hawk's Mohawk. So, and nobody nobody would have dared done that, but these guys done did it. Yeah, easy for you to say. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> So then later on, in a rematch with the Outlaws, the titles, the, it was like a, a they banged into each other by accident and the the Road Warriors, excuse me, the New Age Outlaws got the pin and they beat the Road Warriors. Now, this caused the Road Warriors to start actually fighting with each other and they brawled with each other in the ring, seemingly putting an end to this legendary tag team.
1: Which Which was weird because... I remember this happening and they didn't do absolutely anything with it. It's yeah, like they just like, that was the end. Yeah,
0: they so they, 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 them. they they beefed and like that's it, we quit and not, nothing like they there yeah. was no singles runs, there was no match between them, uh, which that would have been pretty bad anyway. Yeah,
1: but uh,
0: there was nothing about it, right?
2: So that uh,
1: which I thought was very weird because I feel like there was no payoff for it. What was the point of doing it? Yeah, if they were gonna lose, just have them lose. And if you were gonna do this, just I let him have a short little feud. I mean, I don't know where it was gone. Maybe Hawk yeah, yeah. winning or who knows. But uh, I, I just felt like it was pointless. Now, uh,
0: maybe four months later at WrestleMania 14, the, the LOD came back in a new attire and uh, with new gear, uh, different hairstyle, different paint style, uh, animals wearing shorts. They had biker helmets and, and they had uh, Sonny as their manager. Um, they were called the LOD 2000.
1: <laughs> and so. you know what? I am not gonna front. They look cool as shit. Did they you like them? Cool. I, I didn't I like they them. Cool. I, I, I was all for the helmet, man. I thought the helmets were cool uh, I, I, liked it. I, I Honestly, I like. Let's see. I like. I honestly, I like how Animal came out with his little uh, the the shorts, not Long longer, the long ones. Yeah. Pretty much, I mean, Hawk kept his the same look pretty much, outside of maybe shaving his head and yeah. his beard out a little bit more. And I don't the know, only I thing, think. the only thing I liked about
0: LOD 2000 was Sunny because she <laughs> was smoking at this point. Smoking. She, she
1: doesn't. She wasn't how she is now. She was. not gonna talk about now. Let's, let's let's leave Sunny out of this. Let's leave
2: Sunny <laughs> out of this. Okay,
0: we're gonna talk about how. Let's. I choose to remember her. As a smoke show, the original smoke show in uh, whatever, ni- uh, 1998, but they were leaving the in 2000, two years ahead of time. That's 1998,
2: yeah.
0: but they're 2000, okay. Yep, okay. <laughs> it, I made it, made
1: <laughs> yeah, it made no sense, but honestly, I, I thought they looked good. I mean, I, obviously, adding uh, Sonny is gonna get your 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 build up because he was yeah. hot as hell, uh, smoke. but. I'm not gonna lie, when I remember when this happened, I got excited because I know who they were. Oh right. and they came out. I was like, holy shit, they look so cool. Yeah. Like, being young at this point yep. in time, I was nine years old, you know. Hawk, Hawk and, didn't like
0: it. Hawk hated it. Like he actually took his helmet and broke it and threw it into the audience at a house show.
1: Yeah. And and then that was the last time they ever seen, which is uh pretty smart. And didn't they do the same thing like almost with the doll? Uh Rocco, didn't they, like, lose him at the airport on purpose?
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But, like, I would have. I would have tried to destroy that damn doll. Yeah. Damn uh, doll. It was the Yoko Ono of the Legion of Doom. Like, Yoko Ono <laughs> destroyed the the Beatles. Rocco destroyed uh the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. And it was it, uh, that
1: stupid-ass doll. But, yeah, uh, I, I thought they looked cool. I mean, uh, I, I thought Sonny looked great. But, uh, unfortunately, with something like this, I felt like this was going to be, like, the beginning of a cool run that they were going to have, you know, but... Again, Wrong. Is... Wrong! Wrong! Again. Wrong again,
0: <laughs> So, and... So, uh, what happened was Sonny's, uh, personal demons took her out of wrestling, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, they were... Sadly. What happened? You good? Sadly. Oh, yeah, sadly. Yeah, sadly. sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Let's just try to cut it up because I just want to let's let try it again. Okay. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, Sunny, her demons took her away from wrestling, and, and she wasn't there anymore. Sadly, she uh,
2: was. She was,
0: and, so she, <laughs> she was, and uh, it's, it's a shame that she had these problems. You know, like all wrestlers do. Um, and he, she was replaced. By Darren Drozdov. who was known as Puke or the Draw or Draws. You know,
1: there, there's a lot of weird characters in wrestling. Bastion Booger, you (laughs) had Mantar. You mean you had the the Yeti in WCW? The Yeti, yes. (laughs) But (laughs) Draws, aka Puke, this. Guy's character was he used to puke on people on puke. site.
0: Yeah, like command.
1: wrestling guys, wrestling legend.
0: <laughs> so they started feud with DOA, and this is when DOA turned bad, and Paul Ellering was with them. Now,
1: uh... which I thought would would have been great. I thought if they would have kept, I mean, I mean, even having puke there, whatever. Uh, I thought having Ellering, he was even there for that long. I think maybe for a cup of coffee, like you would say, but nowhere what what was the point (laughs) of bringing him in
0: yeah so um this is where it gets dark man like I, i really i really didn't like this this is when they started to play off of um they used to play they started to play off hawk's battle with addiction with um alcohol and drugs um, he was actually clean at this time. He he, he went to rehab. He became a born again Christian. He was doing good in life, but they they decided to turn his uh, his battle with demons into an angle. And they pushed it like uh, Hawk was always drunk and he was too like messed up to wrestle. Uh, I remember one time it was the LOD against the Oddities and the Oddities were there singing and dancing and Hawk was there dancing with them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Not being as serious as yeah. they usually are, and, and they try to push they, it like like. Sorry, real quick, but they try to push it like like. Draws was the the supply the drug dealer to Hawks, drug using.
1: Yeah, it was a weird time. Like I I thought you know uh, Scott Hall his his thing with WCW where he came out drunk was over the line but tasteless. I tasteless. Like, yeah very tasteless, and those are one of the things that I, I will always say. You know, fuck you, WCW for doing it. Fuck you, WWE, for doing this with Hawk because I I just I just don't see the point. It it, it went too far. Yeah, and this this led to you know Hawk dying. Yeah. Oh yeah. So okay, so
0: it it went on to a a suicide. Like Hawk went on to climb on top of the the Titan Tron and was threatening suicide on an episode of Raw, and he threatened to jump off of it, and uh, it happens that that trying to turn draws heel draws pushed them and he fell eighty
1: feet and 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 died I guess because was not that like the last time they showed him on on WSK? yeah that, that was
0: that was the end of the LOD. now uh, With- yeah it, it was so bad that they just dropped it and that was the end of everything like after that that was the end now um the final appearance for wwe for The or WWF, I should say, for the Leisure of Doom was March ninth, 1999, in a losing effort to Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett for the tag team titles. They um they tried to come out and win it, but you know they thought they were gonna get another, another contract after that, but it just
1: wasn't happening, they didn't have it anymore. And and it which is sad because uh, I mean, where else would they have gone because again, they, they were on their decline. They, I mean, Hawk was. A born and grand Christian now at this point in time, wasn't he? Yes, sir. He was clean. And I mean, at this point in time, even he thought they they were going to re sign them, but they didn't go nowhere. And didn't they come back for a short stint and they saw they, they RVD? And they,
0: it was K. Yeah, it was one match. It was just one match they came back. And that, I believe, was in 2002. There was just like one that match. And... It was just one match. And then he, he died. Yeah, uh, so I was against that.
1: Nice,
2: right?
0: Yeah, I, I, October nineteenth, two 2003, World Warrior Hawk passed away from a uh, uh, large heart. Uh, was it, he had a heart attack, and he, he passed away. So, you know, it's a really sad time, you know. Like, I think they hit everybody in the fields right there. Uh, we all love Hawk, you know. Mike Higstrand, you know, rest in
1: peace. It was real sad to see one of your heroes passing away, you know yeah especially someone who's been in the wrestling game for how long now you know just uh, and these are one of those teams that you know you know Animal Hawk, the Legion of doom, and having one and not the other is just like incomplete and yeah. and, and uh, the,
0: the only solace that I could see is that he died happy and he was clean you know he it, it wasn't drugs that took him it was our failure you know
1: yeah so. and what, what which was great was because um again, wrestling with the shadows they he said that. Animal said that. Hawk. Huh, he, he he was born grand Christian. He got married. Uh, just pretty much was just getting life back on track. And he said that they wanted to have another run. Uh, yeah, they were going to sign. So that's why they had that little bit of a match with Kane uh, and RVD. They wanted to see if they can get back in the ring. And it was crazy because with all this happening and him being through wrestling throughout the years, he just he died he had a heart attack right after moving moving his yeah to his new home he went to sleep and he died i guess peacefully yep. uh, but rest in peace but it, it was sad man it was one of those things and it came out of nowhere
0: now uh in 2005 animal returns to the wwf and um he uh teamed with uh heidenreich and yep. If you don't know who Hidenreich is, he uh, in implied raping Michael Cole. Michael Cole. Uh, Michael
1: Cole. He raped him in the back. He, he raped him, reading him a, po- a poem.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Hidenreich, uh, and, and and it was just, it was really bad. I, I guess for for everything Hawk did with the Power Warrior, animals try to do with Heidenreich and it was just dumb. It didn't work. It, it yeah. didn't work, and.
1: Uh, I know at, at one point in time, uh, didn't they win the titles? They won they, they Yeah, they won the, ti- with the
0: titles. Yeah, didn't they? yeah. Then Animal became a single wrestler. And he reverted back to his biker, uh, his biker gimmick that he started out with. So that he went full circle with that.
1: <laughs> I came back to it. Look at that. Yeah. So um,
0: now April second, two thousand eleven, LOD was inducted into the Hall of Fame, thus closes the chapter on the legendary Legion of Doom. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, Joe Laurinaitis, Michael Henkstra, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to call them icons. Legends. Absolutely. Legends
1: of wrestling, pretty much, man. Absolutely. And, uh, it's I, I, I wish uh, with this team, uh, they've been wrestling since God knows how long. You know, 1982. Many, many, 82, many, many years. And a lot of matches that they had weren't documented. So, unfortunately, I can't get the statistics like we usually do, what yeah. their, winning, their winning percentage were. But as you can tell, does it really matter? They held gold everywhere. everywhere. Not just once, sometimes maybe twice, but even three times in a promotion of four times, and which is unheard of, and that's a legendary. Yes, legendary sir. for a tag team to do. And, again, we, we, we talked about how they headlighted pay-per-views and house shows which is unheard of and me being i love wrestling but there's nothing better than a great tag team match and i love the royal Wars, and i love what they did for tag team wrestling and
2: yeah
0: <laughs> and that was a three count and that was another episode of wrestling with ptsd now prime time I'm gonna have. I have some questions for you. Let them
1: rip, Sonny D. All
0: right, here we go. Out of all the legendary LLB looks, what was your favorite?
1: Ooh, they're probably the red and black. The original. Red thing, and black. Yeah, red and black have to be. See
0: me, and I saw them later on with this. Was the original original look with them when they had the like the spike collars, like with the like doll collars. dog collars. Actually, like I think they look. They look crazy. The craziest there, like you know, the,
1: the whole movie look that they were going for. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Now of all the matches they had, well,
1: what, what was your favorite match they had? Uh, probably the in your house the stampede. Uh, okay. I would have to say that just because the crowd was hot, uh, even this, even though they didn't win the match, them just participating, it w- it was great. Just the atmosphere and being a wrestling fan. Especially having like the United States versus Canada. That was a good thing. Yeah. Um, again, I will say that a close, close is a Legion of Doom versus Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson. Just okay. That finish killed me. And again, I'll say it again. It killed me because I didn't know it. And the ending just came out of nowhere because over the top row. But uh, that would have been number one if it wasn't ended like that.
0: See, for me, it was uh, the Nasty Boys at 91 SummerSlam. That was my favorite match
1: with them. Ooh, that pop.
0: All right, Now, Dream Match, if you could have any team current or past uh, to face the Road Warriors in a match, who would it be?
1: Hmm, Just because they're two big dudes, I would honestly say I would love to see the Undertaker and King Brothers destruction versus them.
0: Oh! Just oh you, just, you, just, you just went big on that one, huh? I, Holy
1: I shit. Had, <laughs> I had to just because these are two big guys and I feel like it would be a Similarity, there are some similarities just because they're both all hard hitting, not very yeah. typical high flyers, um, uh, especially if it's Kane and Undertaker in their prime. Yes, right. Uh, I would yes. definitely have
0: uh, absolutely to- in the primes.
1: Yes, that that would be one match because Undertaker in his prime is amazing, even though he's somewhat decent in the last couple of years. But he the one he was in his prime. I would have to say that. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh. If if I was gonna be me, um. It would have to be – I would like to see them against a the high-flying team, like a different uh, like a clash of styles. You know, you got two big guys. I, I always liked it when you had a big guy against small guys. So mm-hmm. this is going to be weird for me. Mark it down. I would like to see the LOD versus the Usos or the Young Bucks. That
1: would be good. That would that'd be a great choice. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I would say I would rather see maybe the Usos.
0: Yeah, Usos. I just like the 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 contrast of style with the high flying and stuff. You know, yeah. just the Usos are bigger, and, and it looks like they'll actually give them more of a fight than the exactly. the, the 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 Bucks of Youth.
1: Yeah, because it, it, even now, even though the Bucks are getting a tad bit more muscle on them, uh, I'd rather see the Usos because not only uh, I I love their characters, and I can feel like these two teams could have two hell of a promos uh, with each other, maybe. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. Now, agree? Agree. Okay, now the best run. What
0: was your favorite run of them?
1: I hated the WWE. Anything they they really did with WWF really sucked. Um, okay. Uh, WCW.
0: Okay, the first the first run or their their first run? First run. So, um this has been another episode uh who will be speaking of next week. Master
1: Primetime, the man, another legend, uh, who is actually still wrestling or semi-retired right now, uh, had a lot of great matches with uh, ECW. Oh, actually, not in ECW. Well, actually, yes, ECW because they had uh, to bring that back. Uh, He had some matches in WWE, TNA. Uh, I believe he went to New Japan for a little bit of stint. Uh,
0: And if you don't know who he's talking about, he's the he's the man who won gold medals with the broken freaking neck
1: his name is kurt freaking angle you know there's honestly a lot of great wrestlers in this world of uh, just phenomenal but this guy i think in my eyes is Never. all around one of the greatest wrestlers ever just because ever. everything he did was great from what he could say on the mic from the performance he put in the ring, which was phenomenal. All those WrestleMania matches he had so with so many Michaels, five
0: star matches.
1: Y2J. There's so many that we throw going on. Chris Benoit. So many. But we will be talking about him this week. Next week. I don't know how long the time, but we're just gonna see what we can do to get together. On the next
0: episode he'll be he'll be the topic of discussion. We got over this hurdle and we apologize for, for taking so long to get this, but life happens and um but hey, better le- uh, late than never. In uh, um, the great words of the Nature Boy or Ric Flair, wrestling with PTSD will never retire. Woo! So um,
1: my name is Prime Time,
0: and I'm Sunny D. And this has been another episode of Wrestling with PTSD.
2: Boom! I don't. I don't got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs>